You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 236. Today's case study of the week reveals how one retired attorney generated $18,000 in one Instagram story. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into a Wednesday edition of the Minor Business Podcast. This has become one of our favorite segments because we love to share stories of extraordinary entrepreneurs like you that are doing extraordinary things in their business. And today is no exception. This is my dear friend, Jen Burson. She is a retired attorney, like kicked it to the curb so that she could start her own business that she's been running now for several years. And I got the wonderful chance to connect with Jen last summer. She's been working with us inside our Next Level Coaching Program. She crushed it. She built a six-figure digital side of her business in six months. And now she's one of our new Inner Circle Mastermind members. And she's amazing, such, such an extraordinary human being. And she's gonna share a ton in this episode of like everything, like what it was like, following the path that you know other people have for you like your parents your spouse like those expectations and how she broke free from that to choose her own path and how she's like so happy fulfilled and in alignment doing that you're going to hear her really cool simple strategy for generating eighteen thousand dollars in sales with one story on the instagrams i'm telling you guys instagrams is it it's the bee's knees it's what all the kids be talking about how she did that without even creating the product first. What? So awesome. And how she's built this unbelievable business. So simple and taking it to six figures in less than six months. She's extraordinary. This is an extraordinary story. And I love it. I loved how this episode turned out. So why are you listening to me? Why am I still talking? Let's get into it right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm super excited for today's amazing story. Our case study, Jen Burson. Jen, how you doing? I'm so good, James. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah. Is it still like rainy and thunderstormy out there? It's very loud and rainy. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard it at all in our pre-interview, so I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I know uh, you've got a lot of really cool stuff to share. We're going to get into how you did, did you say $18,000 off of one Instagram story? Yeah. Oh I my God. I was like, maybe I she know. went 1800. No. Eight, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what you did to create clarity all. And I love how you called it ultimate clarity in your business and ultimate simplicity in your business and how in the last six months you've, you've generated six figures. Yes. You're a rock star. Why don't we start at the beginning? You just tell us right now a little bit about what you do, who you help and how you help them. Okay. Um, so I have kind of two sides of my business. My main business that I've been running for about 15 years is my PR and social media marketing agency, Generation PR. And I support brands and 
I've been running this company since I transitioned out of law. I used to be a civil litigator and the kind of impetus for starting my own business was looking around my, you know, big LA law firm and not really seeing any women that had the kind of life that I was looking for. Ultimately, you know, wanting to be a mom and have kids and, you know, get married. And I did not see any women that I viewed as role models in the sense that they had the kind of life that I wanted. So I took a big leap and out of thin air, I just decided one day, I'm gonna start my own PR firm. And I had no formal training, I had no contacts, I just had a really strong desire to be my own boss and to serve brands and companies that I believed in. I wanted to build up companies with my service rather than tear them down through litigation, which is what I had experienced my whole career. So I started my agency and it was awesome and I loved it so much. And, you know, fast forward 15 years and, you know, now I'm married and I have two kids and you know, I have two little boys who are gonna be seven and nine. And, you know, my older son is on the spectrum. So I have special needs son who I'm able to be there for. And I realize what an incredible gift my business has been for me and my life, just able to have the kind of life that I always wanted, you know, the closest thing to balance that you could possibly have. And it's been such a gift to me to be present for my family and to provide a really great income and to support, you know, multi-million and billion dollar brands while working from home. And I wanted to teach other people how to do that too. And so I got the idea. I've had women come to me throughout the years asking if I could mentor them. And I always say yes, because I just love being able to share what I know how to do and create a business that you can run that doesn't run you. And mm -hmm you know, basically working essentially part-time so you could be a present parent and making great money and, you know, basically having it all. I know you can, so I want to teach people how. And then over the years, it got to be a lot. And I was coaching women all over the world, but I never charged for it. And I started to think, you know, if I could put some structure around this, maybe there's a bigger program here. And I had another program that I taught entrepreneurs how to do their own PR, brands and experts. And I worked really hard on that program, but it wasn't as, it didn't take off like I hoped it would. I thought people wanted to know that from me, but that's not what they would come to me for over the years. They would come to me and say, Jen, tell me how to run a business like yours. So I actually, <laughs> you brought up the 18,000 with one Insta story. It was actually one Insta post and it was a, a kind of strategy I learned just by kind of watching what you were up to in one of your BBD pre-launch runways. You posted a story and you had a poll and it was something that, you know, no matter how you answered it, it was all good. Like, would you want to know strategies for, you know, wildly growing your revenue in your business? And then if you answered in the affirmative, you slid into my DMs and said, hey, if you're interested in learning more, go here. So I posted a poll very similarly and I said, you know, would you be interested in learning how to run a profitable PR agency? And I said, yeah, show me the money or nah, sounds hard. Yeah, nah, I, I don't, I like living a crappy life. <laughs> right, yeah, that sounds like it's too hard. So I had about nine people that answered affirmatively in the poll and I reached out to every single one of them 
And I just said, hey, would you like to jump on the phone and let's have a conversation about how I can support you in your business? Mind you, I did not even have my program at the time. And just from that one post, I made three sales of my coaching program before it ever launched. And I, it was $6,000 at the time and pre-sold $18,000 for a program that didn't exist with three very eager women, my ideal customers that were eager to just hang out and wait until I created this program for them. And then beyond that, once I knew that I had to create this thing, I then went out in a broader fashion with more Instagram posts and I was able to kind of generate 36,000 in revenue before I ever even created it. How big is your following out of curiosity or how big was it on Instagram at the time? It's about 20,000 and shrinking for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, The group that I have is very active and engaged, but Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I really like to, I I like to be on Instagram like you do. It's just a great way to have authentic conversations and it's just super fun to be on. I just, I mean, I just did an episode about this. I hope you guys are paying attention, but just like how much opportunity and power I see with Instagram as a tool for us. And so much, uh, so much. So that's, this is amazing. And I wanted to go back. First of all, use the word impetus. I mean, of course you're a lawyer. You use fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Um, but let's, I would love to go back in your story that, you know, there was that moment when you realized like you looked around and no other lawyer or attorney was, uh, had the life that you had envisioned. I'm curious what, what part of you had the desire to become a lawyer in the first place? If you can like think back, was it like you were a little, little girl or something like what, where was that drive coming from? So, you know, I am a people pleaser and mm. I wanted to, first of all, I'm a mega dork and I love school. And I remember I went to college in Santa Barbara, like you, I love being by the beach. And every summer, my parents would say, if you can find a reason to stay up in Santa Barbara, you can stay up there. Otherwise, you have to come home. So one summer, I said, I'm studying for the LSAT. And they said, okay, you can stay up there. And so I kind of got into this cycle of, okay, well, now I, now I take the LSAT. Okay, well, now I got into a really good law school, so I have to go. And I always knew I wanted an advanced degree, but I didn't ever really say I want to be a lawyer. I just wanted to, you know, I love school and I really loved law school. I went to USC and I was going through in the time of the dot-com boom. So my second year of law school was the time that all of the good lawyers were getting hired by the dot-com companies. So I got into this like excitement of on-campus interviews and all of the big litigation firms were hiring us, you know, for summer clerkships. And they would say, oh, we're bumping your salary up to $2,400 a week. And we haven't even worked a day. And they're taking us out and whining and dining us. And now all of a sudden you're swept up in this excitement and the money And I never even took a step back to say, is this really what I want to do? I thought that I would get into entertainment and I joined a really prominent entertainment law firm, but women were not given those cases at this firm. And, you know, it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And it never really felt like a career. It always felt like a job. And you just were there to spend money and exhaust resources and it felt heavy and it did not feel like the right fit for me. And meanwhile, my whole life, I've had my parents as examples and they're entrepreneurs. 
Mm. You know, and they were always present for us and they were always available to us. And, you know, we had family dinners every night together. And it was like, you know, why am I going down this path where if I put in seven, eight, nine years, I'll be a partner at this firm and the money doesn't even matter to me. I want to be present for my family that ultimately I'll have. And I want to enjoy what I'm doing. I want to make a difference. And, you know, I kind of had to say to myself, am I just doing this for the, the money and the prestige? Because, you know, my parents could say, oh, my daughter's a lawyer. And that made sense for them. And it felt good for them. I'm kind of like, you know, I want to please my parents. And at 27, I said to myself, this is my life. This is not anybody else's life. And I get one shot at it. And I want to do something that I love where I could be happy to go to work every day and build something that's just mine. And my dad once said to me, I know you talk about your father a lot too. And I really connect with that because we learned so much from our parents. And my dad said to me once, you'll never get rich working for somebody else. And he probably was just talking about money. But for me, he said, you'll never be successful working for someone else. For me, success is controlling your time and your schedule and how you spend your time and who you work with and what you do with your days. And there was so much more of that that defines my definition of success that kind of was a a seed planted by my father of knowing that I would never really reach my full definition of success working for someone else. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. So you were 27 when you made that, that leap. Oh yeah. That, I mean, I was going to say like that, that has to just take so much like courage. <laughs> were you, were you married yet? Or were you kind of, cause that's, that's the time to do it. Right. Like that's when I, I 26, 27, that's when I started this business. Was it scary? Like where were you at mentally? Like, and were you married and all that stuff yet? Well, I was dating my husband okay. and he was getting his MBA at the time. And I mean, he just believes I can do anything. And he was taking a marketing class and he said, you know, Jen, I'm taking this class. And I know that all the stuff that I'm learning, it just comes second nature to you. And I really feel like you would be so good doing something in that field. And there is uh, the head of the entrepreneurship program here at USC that's agreed to meet with you if you want to talk to him about. Yeah. And it was incredible. And I got some insane advice that really helped me. I've had two phases in my business of quantum growth in my agency. And one of them was after I had this conversation with him and he gave some advice. You guys talk about integrators and visionaries. He talked to me about finders, minders, and grinders Hmm. and you know how grinders burn out. You can't work in your business every day as a grinder and expect to work on your business. You have to elevate yourself to the level of finder And at the time I was just working, you know, independently, almost like a freelancer. And he said, less Jen equals more money. You need to take yourself out of the equation. And once I was able to do that, you know, and it was scary, but I was able to really kind of up level my, you know, my, I love that because we say all the time that the less you do, the more you make. And it is amazing how people react to things like that. Like they get offended they get upset. They're like, no way. No, that's not true. Like I'm not lazy. Oh, we're not lazy. We're just not about lazy at all. It's about, it's the opposite. I think working hard and working longer is the laziest that you can be because that's, that's easy. That doesn't take any 
power of your mind, right? To problem solve, critical thinking, innovation, and creativity. That, that it's just sweat equity. It's just effort. And that's something anybody else could be doing with a cup yeah. of coffee and a motivational video, right? Right. So yeah. I, lo I love that. Go ahead. And you were, you also asked me about like, was it scary? Yeah. And at the time for me, for some reason, it just wasn't, I mean, here I am with no experience, no contacts, but I always thought to myself, I can go back. I can, I still maintain bar status. You know, if I ever had to go back, I could, I will never go back. I am 100% certain of that, but I knew I could go back and I had enough runway and it wasn't scary because I was really just betting on myself. And I took the leap and I just, like you say, you leap and the net will appear. I knew I could figure things out as I went. And when I started that business, I just said, things will happen. I'll figure it out. We'll grow and we'll evolve as we need to. And it's interesting because that was 100% my mindset on that side of my business. And then when I started my digital business, I was like, I have to plan. It has to be perfect. I have to know everything. I have to, you know, have all my ducks in a row before I can do anything. And I thought one of the biggest shifts of joining BBD next level was saying, wait a minute, I did it the other way with that side of the business and look at how well it worked. Why don't I apply that over here? Yeah. Why is this any different? Yeah. You had a success strategy that worked. Keep using it. And by the time we connected, which is about like May or June of last year? Yeah. You had the PR agency. Yep. Your service that you provide, which you still have, which that's a, probably another episode of how, how well you've done to like completely remove yourself from it, which is amazing. Yeah. But you were in a little bit of a pickle, a dilemma in that you had now created two digital leveraged offers, but you were like really at a crossroads. You're really, I remember that you're really torn. And because of that, you just like, I could tell you were really like stuck. Like you weren't, you weren't moving forward. You want to, you want to speak to that a little bit and, and what changed for you there? Yeah, I was definitely stuck because I had worked for so long. I'm almost embarrassed to say how long I worked on my PR program. It's called press success and it's a wonderful program. I'm really proud of it, but I was trying to serve too many people. I went, you know, broad, I did all the things wrong, right? I, I focused on making the branding gorgeous and making the videos polished. And it was like, you know, I've been around this for 14 years. Everything has to be professional because I'm established. And it's just so funny because the other program is just so, you know, loosely put together and the content is so good that it doesn't matter. You know, people are just happy with the content and the support they get. But the Press Success program, I had a really hard time finding my audience. I was trying to serve brands with physical products and entrepreneurs that want to establish their expertise using the media and just teaching them our entire system of how we run our PR campaigns for our multi-million and billion dollar clients, but really simple and really step-by-step. -step. So it was hard to walk away from that program and I still have it. And I actually provide it almost as a textbook for how to perform the service where then in right. the accelerator, I teach them how to run the business providing that service. Yep. So when we first, you know, started talking when I joined next level, I brought it up and said, well, I have this thing and I worked really hard and I know it's good. And I know that you saw how I was talking about my agency accelerator program and how just my whole body language changed. It's mm -hmm. like, I love this and I'm serving them. And I had so much energy around it. And 
those are my people. I mean, that is where the content just flows out of me and the way that I'm able to serve, it just feels like I'm stepping into the role in the way that I'm meant to serve. And this business that I've created that gave me so much in my life, now I'm able to teach others how to do that too. It became really obvious to me that that was the path that I needed to pursue. And once I stopped kind of straddling the line of like, well, I have this thing over here, but I'm also doing this and complicating it and focusing on too many things and trying to figure out how to launch two products to two different audiences and building two different audiences, you know, which was like, who are you? What's your message? Who do you serve? You know, and once I got clarity on that and really it came to me, it just came into crystal clear focus at BBD live in October. Mm, yeah. And I think, cause I've talked to you about this, it's kind of when you were transitioning in telling the group about the next level and you talk about you, you I mean, anybody that can see James pivot to the sale in the next level at BBD live, it is the most, and you did it again in January or when, or, yeah. yeah um, Yeah. I mean, it is like, there's so much value. You're just shooting value at us and seeing how, you know, lifting up the hood and showing us how you run your business. And then I almost wanted to join next level again. It's like, Oh, you're already in, you know, I'm already (laughs) in and I'm inner circle, but Tom, I will, whatever you have, I want to buy it, you know? And I remember the pyramid that you put up with the, the different kind of tiers and how you structure your, you know, you're essentially running this business selling one, product. It's just different tiers of access and levels of support and closeness with that one product. And that's when it hit me how I have to structure my offering, my business and how I'm, you know, serving my audience. And now there's different ways that I can support people with different budgets and different, you know, places where they are in their business. And it doesn't take any more of me to do it. So good. Yeah. I love it. So that's, that's that clarity Yes, that you got ultimate, yes. ultimate clarity. Oh, yeah. And I just, I feel like with this struggle you had, you know, cause we all deal with this type of stuff, right? Like there was probably this challenge of letting go of the, uh, press success program because of all that you'd put into it. Yeah. Right. In hindsight, does it not, and I don't want to lead the witness here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to, use I some, object. <laughs> <laughs> to use some lawyer talk. Um, but I know there's like this surface level reason, like the reason that wasn't so successful was because it was harder to find my audience. But even that you, I remember you were telling me details were like, you did have people go through your launches and see the offer and it just wasn't converting very well. And I just wonder, and this always goes to like some of my deeper, crazier, but awesome theories that like, this is just not the offer that you were meant to sell, right? Like it just was not the, it's not what you're here to do. It's not what you are aligned with. And that's a very interesting thing. If that's the case, like I know you're nodding your head, but our uh, audience (laughs) only uh, can hear you. But if that is the case, you know, and this is more proof to back this argument up, we're looking for what's the best product. What's the best strategy, right? We're looking for what worked for Jen, what worked for James instead of asking, well, what's in alignment with me? What am I here to do? What's my purpose? What's my function? And what, what was I 
put here to do and who was I put here to serve? Because Jen shares a story of all the success she's had with her program, people make the, the mistake of saying, oh, so starting a PR agency accelerating program will make me a lot of money too. <clears throat> like what? No, <laughs> no, it's that she got clarity and it's hearing your whole story is this journey of what we all go on, right? Thinking here's these expectations of what we think is what we're supposed to do and what our life is supposed to look like. And then it's this like process and journey of through contrast, through experiences and times in our life of finding what we don't want, that we get more clarity and more like of a burning, like it has more meaning. It's not even just more clarity. There's more like energy to it of no, here's what I really do want. Like the fact that you were, you know, working in these firms that were tearing down other companies and there to like cause more harm that just created more clarity for you of like, I'm here to build businesses up. And like those experiences give us like the mojo, the fuel for what we're really here to do. And that's like, that's my takeaway from this is like to find what being in alignment is for us. Like, what are you really here to do? And now that you had that clarity and that simplicity, it's like, you've just been off the races. Yeah. It's so interesting. You say alignment because that's exactly how I feel. Like I am just in a state of flow and everything feels aligned. I know that this is the audience that I'm meant to serve. Mm. I know that it's how I meant to serve them. And the content is just very effortless and the community comes together in such a cohesive way. And we're all there to support each other. And I'm getting so much out of it too. And it just, it absolutely just feels like so much of it is in alignment. And it's such a remarkable feeling because it's, it's happened to me a couple other times in my life, but I never really had even the words to put around what that feeling was. And it, we actually, you know, we talked about this at BBD live in January with Catherine's and Kina manifestation bathe. And she yeah. talked about the law of polarity and, you know, the universe kind of showing you and giving you what you don't want in order to give you clarity on what you do want. Yeah. And I've had that happen in my life several times. I have it with clients, <laughs> you know, where something comes along and you can then recognize, okay, I don't want anything like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, the ideal dream client will come knocking on my door. I mean, that has happened to me several times in my business. So that was probably why I had to go down that path with press success and really struggle to put the content together and struggle to find the audience and struggle to sell the program because it was what I thought people wanted from me. It's what I thought would make mm. me money, not what I thought I was meant to do to serve in the best way possible. Just like becoming a lawyer. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's huge. I, Cause I think that that's so huge, Jen, because I just feel like that's what, how most people are operating. You know, what I thought would make me money or what I thought others expect of me or what I'm supposed to do instead of like what I'm truly here to do and what I truly want to do and what's aligned with me. I love it. That's huge. I mean, that's a huge message and I want to be mindful of time. So first of all, thank you. Like this is just for your taking the time to share. It's been amazing. I'd love to know really quick, like now that you've created all this success, now you're in the inner circle for 2019, our mastermind, what's next? Like what's in store? Like if we did a follow-up at the end of 2019, like what type of things would we expect to see from you? 
Uh, well, thanks to our early coaching this year and getting clarity on, you know, my dashboard, my business dashboard and where I want to go for the year, I now have an impact goal and I want to support a thousand women and help them create the businesses of their dreams and, you know, bring in work that they love and fills them up and do it on their own terms. And that's my impact goal for 2019. And I just want to continue to be present, a present person, a present wife, a present mother, and, you know, support my boys and just contribute. I loved when we talked about inner circle and there was so much around us being a part of the group in a way where we're bringing our unique skills and our unique insight. And it's not about what can you get from this group, but what can you give? Yeah. And I'm already experiencing that with that community, this extraordinary community that you've put together, both in, you know, general BBD, next level and inner circle. And I just, I have more clarity around the fact that I have something to offer and that I'm able to serve. And you've brought it up to us in ways to get us to take action. Like imagine if you don't share your story that you are denying people the opportunity to learn from you that you would give them if you just opened up and shared or contributed or, you know, so that's what I am viewing this year as is finding ways to serve my audience in as many ways as possible and supporting them in, you know, achieving all that they want out of it. That's right. Because you had said something to us about not wanting to share some of your wins because you were afraid that it was like taking this, the spotlight. Wasn't, wasn't that the case? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to just, you know, I'm here. My business is about boosting up other people's businesses. It's about, you know, getting them the limelight and sharing their wins. And I, you know, I, I just kind of am a lurker usually. And I I look and I go, (laughs) Oh, good for them. You know, good job for them. And you guys asked me to kind of share. And, and also, you know, I know that I want more out of this business. And so I feel almost like I'm not where I want to be. And so I kind of want to say, Oh, well, I'm not ready yet to share because I'm not one of those like mega success stories. You know what I mean? Right. That's the trap of the visionary though, that there is every, every good thing has a, has a shadow side, right? And the shadow side of a great visionary is that they have such a clear vision of what they want and where they're going and where they're taking their team, their business, business and their customers, that it's hard for them to see that and then look at what they have and notice that they don't have it. Like the vision is so clear that when they look at where they are presently, like, well, we're not there yet. And so they're focusing on the fact they don't have it yet. As, and then it's as if something's wrong, as if we're not there yet, as if we're not at the level we need to be. And that is kind of the shadow side of the, the visionary. And I've noticed myself do that. I notice a lot of people, especially at like the, you know, seven multiple seven figure level do it. And I think the opportunity we have for all of us, this is a very common thing, Jen, that people do this is can you hold that vision of what's coming simultaneously be at peace, be accepting and be grateful for where you are now. And even being declared as this, where I am right now is perfect. Like it's not, incomplete. It's not, not there yet. It's just where you are at this point in time and where you are at this point in time is perfect. And then the vision is about something else at a different point in time. 
Right. So it's very f- f- interesting that you, that you bring that up, but I'm glad you've, you've spoken up more and shared because I think, I think a lot of people have had so much to learn from you. They've learned so much from you just in the community and everything that you've been doing. They find so much value. Like you see all the comments in the group, like people are just like minds blown by what you've shared. Oh, thank you. Um, and so that's definitely why we wanted to have you on podcast too. So you could share and impact even more people listening. So this is awesome. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up? Just thank you. I mean, I, I love being part of this community. I've worked kind of in isolation in my business for 15 years and I feel like I have found my people. Oh, that's awesome. And it's just amazing. The people that you attract through your programs and your podcast. And I get so much out of it and it's really helped me to become a better coach, a better listener, you know, even a better parent, like just understanding how to communicate with my children and, you know, be a supportive spouse to my husband, who is also an entrepreneur. And I just, you know, thank you for, for all you do. And really, you know, stepping into this role of the woo woo, the Wedmore woo, (laughs) giving, you know, giving the world that kind of duality of like the mindfulness and the business strategy. It's exactly what I needed in my business. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, That means the world to me. So I really appreciate it's so exciting having you on. So thank you again. Where can we stalk you, follow you, find more about you, all that good stuff. I'm all over social media at generation PR with a J for Jen. Um, and my website is generationpr.com. And there's actually a press ready checklist on the site. If people really want to know how to, you know, get their brands and businesses ready for the media, there's yeah. a training and a checklist you can get on my website. Awesome. We'll link that all up in the show notes for you guys. Jen, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you again. It's, it's so exciting. I just cannot wait to see what you have in store for us in 2019. So me too. (laughs) Good, good. Thank you, Jen. And thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in to another Wednesday edition of the mind your business podcast. We'll see you here on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.